But God is good. I'm a little nervous, but God is good. Hallelujah. Okay. So for those that don't know me, my name is Jessica Green. Hi. Um, and again, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. I actually felt bad because, like, I said hello to so many people today. And because I was just so, like, right here, like, all day, I didn't say happy Mother's Day to any of you that helped me. So I apologize. But happy Mother's Day. Um, and just so you know, I am not a mother yet. Um, but I was asked to speak today um, to all of you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. So we are doing this together. Amen. Amen. So let's get into the message. We will be reading from the book of Esther this morning. Is it morning? Afternoon. Hallelujah. Um, you can turn to it or it's on the screen. Esther 2, 16 to 18 says, Esther was taken to King Xerxes as the royal palace in early winter of the seventh year of his reign. And the king loved Esther more than any of the other young women. He favored, say favored. favored. He favored her more than any other. He was so delighted with her that he set the royal crown on her head and declared her queen instead of Vashti. To celebrate the occasion, he gave a great banquet in Esther's honor for all his nobles and officials, declaring a public holiday for the provinces and giving generous gifts to everyone. Next, Esther 4, 12 to 14. Mordecai sent her this message. Don't think that just because you live in the king's house, you're the one Jew who will get out of this alive. If you persist in staying silent at a time like this, help and deliverance will arrive for the Jews from some place else. But you and your family will be wiped out. Who knows? Maybe you were made queen for such a time as this. And that was in the Message Bible. So in today's world, a lot of young people call each other queens and kings. And it's not something in the way that we're calling each other God or anything, you know, but it's a term we use to encourage one another and remind each other of our worth. So, mm, looking in the audience, help me Jesus. Okay, coming down, coming down, coming down, coming down, coming down, coming down. 
You know, it's, I'm gonna use my sister Shauna. You know, so I might be like, you know, Shauna, you are wearing that outfit, girl. Yes, queen. Slay queen, you know? Or this is my friend, you know, I always call him Fran Adozy. I might be like, hey, Adozy, what, what's up, young king? How are you? How are you doing? Okay, that's good, friend. Thank you. You know, and so, but that is just me basically saying, I know your worth. Do you know your worth? Amen. Got to go back to my notes. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. And so, the title of my sermon is called Straighten Your Crown. And I actually need the crown. I'm sorry. I should have asked you for the crown beforehand, the big one, yes. Straighten your crown. Thank God for Amazon who comes through. Hallelujah. <laughs> so some background of the story about Esther. She was an orphan. Her cousin Mordecai adopted her and took care of her. The king was looking for a queen, as we knew. As we know, God put Esther in a position that would save the lives of many. Esther becoming queen ended up helping her, helping her people, which were the Jews. In the book of Esther, God ended up taking an ordinary woman and raising her to a new position as a queen. Talk about literally zero to 100, you know what I mean? But God favored Esther. He favored her, and he called her to do something, and he made a way for her to do it. And so as we see in this passage, there are two main important characters, Esther and Mordecai. We can't forget about Mordecai. And as we said before, as I said before, Mordecai was Esther's cousin, and he was the one that God used to help Esther truly fulfill her purpose. He is the one that helped Esther straighten her crown. So what does the crown symbolize, you may be asking? In this sermon, at least, the crown symbolizes being set apart, consecrated, your call, your purpose. And so, as I just talked about Mordecai being one of the main characters, we need some Mordecai's in our life. So I ask you, who is your Mordecai? Mordecai represents the person, that person in your life, who is willing to stay in your life to help you reach the purpose and destiny God has for you. And although technically the name Mordecai means little man, Everyone needs a Mordecai, someone of experience, someone that encourages you, someone that's wise and discerning and strong and fearless. Everyone needs a Mordecai to become a big person. Mordecai's help you straighten your crown. And another name that we could associate Mordecai with, since we're talking about queens and kings, we can call Mordecai's queen bees, okay? And I know Beyonce took that name, but in this case, my queen bee is my mom. And she don't know that I'm about to use her, but please stand. Hi, mama. 
And my other queen, 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 queen bee is my grandmother. Please stand. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Um, yes, these are the ladies that have influenced me. These are the ones that have showed me how to be a woman of integrity. They are the ones that remind me of who my, my identity is in. And so I look to them to see if I'm wearing my crown in a way that glorifies God. And they're just an example, but I have many, many, many amazing other women in my life that have helped and influenced me. So you're probably asking, how do I straighten my crown? So you all know I am Bishop Green's daughter. So get ready for the acronyms, you know? Okay? It's not going to spell out a word, but there are three I's. Three I's. Hallelujah. Come on and rub off of me, Father. Um, so the three I's that help you straighten your crown is influence, integrity, and in a God identity. And we know God means good. So let's start with influence. Who are you influencing? And who are you influenced by? I found this definition of spiritual influence, and I love it. It says, influence is a form of leadership in which you can become a channel God uses to help bring powerful and lasting change for the better to people who need it. And so when you spiritually influence people, you help meet their needs for faith, hope, and love by showing them that they can have faith in God, hope for the future, and rely on God's love for them. And so as I said, my mom is one of my Mordecai's in my life. I have been influenced by her in so many ways. Her character, the way she carries herself, even the way she dresses, stand up again, do a spin, yes. You know, we're both wearing blue and we didn't plan it, but that's the, you know, the spirit of the Lord that's within us. Hallelujah. But in all seriousness, my mom, Lady Carmen, carries herself with poise, grace, excellence. She's a hard worker. She's a perseverer. She's an overcomer. She is strong. If you ever get a chance to hear her story, you will see how strong she is and I'm just grateful for you, Mom. And one, one main example that she is is that she's a woman of prayer. And actually, both you and Mame, sorry, I call her Mame, that's my grandmother, um, are a woman of prayer. And both of them have taught me how to pray. And so I thank you for that. However, other mothers, I'm sorry, however, our mothers do not need to be the only person that help with spiritual influence in our lives. God puts people in our lives for a reason. Just look around. Look around, look around, look around, look around. Thank you. As you look around, there are so many other people around you that can influence you. All you have to do 
is receive it. Amen. And so, as I said, honestly, I'm just truly blessed. I'm truly blessed to be in a church or actually talking about community, a community, Shauna, um, with so many strong, amazing women of God who poured into my life. Um, I truly can say I would not be here, be the woman that I am today without these women that poured out and influenced me. And so I'm forever grateful for you all. You all know who you are. Um, there's too many to name, so we don't have time for all that. But I love you all, and I'm grateful for you. Amen. Okay, next, integrity. We get the word integer from the word integrity. There goes Bishop rubbing off of me. Hallelujah. I was not good in math, truth be told, but I know that an integer is a whole number. So like one, two, three, you know, as opposed to a fraction, one and a half, three and three-fourths, you know. Um, but integrity means that my life is not fractured into parts. I'm not one person in public and a different person in private. I am the same whole person wherever I am. And God is the one who makes us whole. He is the one that helps us to be women and men of integrity which means we have to ask the Lord every day, Lord God, Father, help me today to be a woman of integrity. Help me today to follow your ways, to follow your example. Because we cannot do it on our own because without Father, we're broken. And so because we are community, we have to work together as a community to help each other to continue this walk of being women and men of integrity. I'm gonna skip some parts of my notes, hallelujah. Um, as we continue to give God full access to us, meaning working on our hearts and allowing him to lead us, we can be the examples of women and men of integrity that this world needs to see. Our lives need to represent the one who made us, created us. Our lives need to bring glory to God. Our lives need to reveal God's glory at all times. And if we think about it, you don't want to follow someone who chooses, chooses to stay in their brokenness. You want to follow someone that's willing to become whole through Jesus Christ. People want to see examples. People want to see authenticity. They want to see people's journey. They want to see people who are not just talking the talk, but walking the walk. So as people of integrity, we have to ask the Holy Spirit to renew our mind every day so that we can have the right motives for what we say and do and to help us become a person who is more honest, humble, and self-controlled in every situation. Last point is identity. So we know that our worth is in the Lord. Your truth is in the Lord. Your true identity is in the Lord. And I know we know this and we hear it so many times, but truth be told, a lot of us still don't truly believe it. 
How do we find our how do we find our identity? By having that intimate relationship with the Lord and asking God, how do you see me, Lord? God, who do you say I am? And when you ask him, I promise you, he will answer you. You can also find your identity by reading his word, which is the Bible, which will also show you your real identity. As Bishop has said before, scripture is the highest form of prophecies. And so a few scriptures that stood out to me is Psalms 139, 13 to 14, which basically says, you know, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, and I know that well. 2 Corinthians 6, 18, which talks about, I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty, which basically God is saying, I call you my son, I call you my daughter. And that alone, that identity alone has so much power to say, wow, God, I am, the, I am your daughter. I am the daughter of the almighty God. I am the daughter of the one most high. I am his daughter. And that has power. So we could find our identities in the world, but that would be based on facts. But when God tells you who you are, it will be based on truth. The world will tell you you're a great doctor, singer, professor, basketball player, whatever it may be. But the word of God will tell you you are fearfully and wonderfully made. He will tell you you are loved. He will tell you you are strong and courageous. He will tell you you are made in his image, which means you are his masterpiece, which means he did not make any mistakes on you. He will tell you you are fearless because God has not given you the spirit of fear. You are powerful. He will tell you his truth. So we have to understand that our identity does not come from stuff, our achievement, the things we do. No, we have to be really careful when we start believing that those things are our actual identity. Yes, those things are a part of us, but they aren't based on the truth of who God says we are. They're based on facts. And again, they are not bad things. I repeat that again, they're not bad things. But we have to understand when all these things are stripped away, who are you? For example, me, if I'm saying, you know, I'm a singer and I lose my voice, but I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. But if I lose my voice, you know, who am I? And even, is Irvin here? Irvin, 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 Irvin. I saw you, brother. Yes. He said a great sermon at Fanta Flame. Shout out to you, brother, on open heart, open heart surgery. It was amazing. And he used this example of saying, like, when he got injured and couldn't play football anymore, that really messed up his identity. But he had to ask God to affirm him and show him who he really is and who he was created to be. And so you have to ask the Lord to give you the truth of how he sees you. Because when those material things are stripped away, 
you don't want to still be left discouraged. And so I really, really encourage you all to ask God, God, who do you say I am? How do you see me, Abba? Because the next time that the devil tries to attack your identity and make you question who you are, you will have to pick up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, to fight back. So for me, using an example, um, there are many times that I have struggled with fear. And um, in those moments, I could not have just said, no, devil, don't attack my identity today, you know, with fear, because I have two degrees, and I'm a great singer, and I'm fashionable, you know, so don't attack me. No, that's not going to do anything, even, those, even though those are facts, you know. I have to fight properly with the weapons that God have gi has given me, which is the spirit of truth, which is the word of the spirit. And so when I'm, when I'm dealing with those lies, with those thoughts that I'm fearful, I need to be like, no, devil. God has not given me the spirit of fear. He has given me power, love, and a sound mind. No, devil, I'm not dealing with fear today because I am more than a conqueror. You know, like you have to have your weapons here in your heart at all times so you can be ready for battle at all times. And I'm going to say this example because I thought it was really good. Um, so, um, a lot of us are, are taking unnecessary beatings from the devil every day because we are still not putting on the full armor that God has given us. When we leave our house, we are walking out of the house exposed. And so my example was, think about it this way, you know, um, Black Panther, the movie Black Panther, or the end, who's, who's seen the end game Avengers yet? Just raise your hand. Okay, I won't tell you nothing, it's okay. But I'm just saying, if we know all those Marvel movies have a battle scene, right? And so the one on top of my head is thinking about when they were like fighting and those crazy alien looking things were coming, you know? You, I was thinking about myself. If I was in their shoes, I would not just go out there like ready with no sword. Like they might as well just look at me and kill me that, you know? <laughs> and that is literally what God show me is what we do. And God's just like, ugh, they left the house again without their armor. They're doing their to-do list, where my keys, I got my keys, I got my wallet, I got my phone, I got the baby, okay, I didn't forget anything, I walk out the house, I'm good. And God's just like, oh, they forgot their armor again. I got to, you know, protect them. I got to, you know, give them grace, you know. But God's just like, can you leave 
with your proper armor so that you are not taking these unnecessary beatings because your armor is literally at reach at all times. You just got to pick it up. And so I encourage you all today, we got to pick it up in Jesus' name and walk in the authority that God has given us. Okay, I'm almost done. Wrapping up. Why do you need to straighten your crown? Why did Esther have to straighten her crown? She had to straighten her crown to save her people. God had a big plan for little her. She thought, I'm just an orphan. I can't truly be used by God to do some great, amazing assignment for the kingdom. And to be honest, that sounds like us. We think we're, you know, inadequate to do what God is calling us to do. Little old us. We can't do that. But God elevated her to become queen because he said, you can do that. And she needed, again, to have Mordecai because Mordecai helped her and also listening to the voice of the Lord helped her to straighten her crown, to, to be able to fulfill her purpose. So why do you need to straighten your crown? For the kingdom, for the next sister, for the next brother. We have to remember what we go through is not only for us. And I know we have heard it so many times that our lives, the things that we're going through, our tests and trials and struggles are not for us, it's for the kingdom. Bishop is always talking about the power of community. And as Shauna just spoke about the power of community. And if this is a word that is continuing to be said in this house, community, 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 it must be something that's important that God wants us to have. And so I want to end with this illustration. I need my sister, Vanessa. Okay, Ifani, I'm sorry, boo, I gotta use you. Okay, please, because you're the only young, is CG here? Oh, okay, never mind, I'm sorry, come here, CG. Stand right next to Vanessa. If we are all in this together, I'll start over, sorry. So as we know, the crown stands for being apart, being set apart, consecrated, the call, the purpose. So you might ask, why is our crown tilted in the first place? Our crown is tilted by the lies, by the lies. I'm gonna go like this guy, so just be with me. The lies that keep trying to get us off the path that God has for us. The lies that make us question who we really are. And I know the example that God gave me literally last night 
he was saying those moments when I know I'm called to lead worship. And there's been so many times where the devil would say, but you can't sing. So how are you called? And then there I go, having my crown tilted. And then there were times, Jessica, where I, I mean, almost every prophet told me this one. Jessica, you're called to the nations. You're going to speak. You're going to preach. And the devil's like, but you don't like public speaking. So <sighs> tilted again. And then God called me to go to seminary. And if God called me, it must mean I can do it. But the devil's like, but you're going to be among all these pastors and deacons and elders who have been in the game longer than you. And on top of that, you're not that smart. Tilted again. And God is like, Jessica, what is the truth? I said to go to seminary, right? So that means I've called you. Perhaps I made you queen for a time as this, straighten. Jessica, I told you that you were supposed to be leading worship. I called you, which means your voice is beautiful. I gave it to you, straighten. And so for me, God is like, Jessica, you have to straighten your crown for your community, for my sisters. Can you put your crown on, guys? Because to the best that you can, yes. <laughs> we are in this together. These are my community. And I wanted to use my sister because she's my peer. And I wanted to use CG, someone younger, because if we think about it, kids are always watching us, right? They always are imitating what they see. And so it's important that we straighten our crowns, walk in our purpose, walk in our calling, so that they can see the right example and know that if Jessica can do it, if Jessica can go up there and preach, even though she's nervous, and, but she's pushing through, I can do it too. And so we have to think about the body, the kingdom. And you're thinking, you might be saying, but what do I have to offer? You have to remove those thoughts. Those are lies. You have so much to offer to the kingdom of God. He said while you were in your mother's womb, he had a plan for you. He already knew. So literally every single one of you here has a calling has a purpose. So you have to stop allowing the lies to tilt your crown and stand firm on the word of God and straighten your crown. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys. And so I want to end with this.
One of the scriptures that blessed me also, Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And I like the NLT version says, so a friend sharpens a friend, which means it is your job as a friend to do so. It is your job as a friend to stand in the gap for that person that God has assigned you to be with. So when I'm straightening my crown, I'm overcoming. I'm standing on God's truth. I'm being a light for another. I'm knowing my worth. I'm knowing my true identity. And I'm also grateful for Bishop's message last Sunday about, is God forgiving my trespasses? Because it was truly a sobering message. And when he said, does our offense have an expiration date? Would you rather be right or would you rather be free? And that ministered to me because God was like, you cannot try to straighten your crown, walk in your purpose, if you still got beef with another sister or brother in Christ. God is a God of relationship. God is a God of community. He's a family person. That's why his name is Father. He wants our yes and our vessels to be pure so he can use us in the full capacity that he, that he desires to. He wants us to be vessels for him and walk in purity so that he can not only just straighten our crowns, but that he can fix them. So family, let's allow God to continue to do his good work within us. Let's do what we need to do so that we can help the next one, the next sister, the next bro brother straighten their crown. And so I want to end with this last image. Is it there, Alicia? It said, whenever you feel overwhelmed, and I added, whenever you feel confused, whenever you feel inadequate, frustrated, remember whose daughter you are. Remember whose son you are and straighten your crown. Amen.